I have two reactions. One is, quite obviously, it's very sad to lose such a great rugby player. Two is that I have seen Eust at reasonably regular intervals uh, since he was diagnosed with this dreadful disease. And I have seen his deterioration. And whilst his mind was, was pretty active and clear, he had no quality of life whatsoever. And so, you know, he, he, he could barely sit up. Um, and so I, I, I feel in my heart that it's a, a, a release for him. Um, and so, you know, whilst I say that suffer both sadness and sort of relief. Hugh, you've had the, the privilege of being able to call thousands of rugby matches. I have no doubt many of which would have included you as one of Estes and during his prime. Is, is, it, is it easy for you to, to look back and, and recall some standout moments from yours on the field? Yeah, um, there, 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 are a, there are a few, but the, the one, two particular games come to mind. One was at Murrayfield against Scotland, where South Africa won a line-out about 45, 50 metres, well, just in, on about the Scottish 10-metre line. And just got an awkward ball. And he proceeded to duck and dive virtually under the entire Scottish pack of forwards and made his way to the try line. On the same day, he uh, broke down the, down the blind side saw an opening and, and ran about another 40 metres to, to score. So there were two absolutely brilliant tries. In 1995, after we had won the World Cup, there were a lot of critics outside of South Africa who were saying we were lucky to win the World Cup. And we, after, after we won the World Cup in 1995, we played against Italy in Rome, and then we went over and played against, uh, against England at Twickenham. I didn't actually call the game. I called the game in Rome, and I was a spectator at Twickenham. And all the English guys were saying, oh, you know, South Africa, they're lucky to win the World Cup, and all that sort of hogwash. And uh, just after half time, Eust went again down the blind side and scored. Before the English spectators could wipe the sandwiches out of their eyes, Eust had scored. And uh, it was another telling blow against England and South Africa. It was a, a really great performance by them. There's many people, Hugh, who describe Eust as the. The, the first modern number nine that's the African rugby and world rugby had started to see on the world stage would, would you agree with that did he redefine how the position itself was meant to be played yeah you know he, well, he, was, a, he was a unique player in that he was, he was relatively big for a scrum half you know in the in the, in the you know it's in, say in the old days scrum halves used to be the smaller guys on the field Eust was a, was a real, I mean, you know, he was just over six feet tall, um, 1,87 meters. And, uh, so he was. I remember one particular evening we were, we were actually having dinner at Gavin Verigi's house. Gavin Verigi's is president of SA Legends. And 
there were three guys standing chatting, Louis van der Westhuizen, Justin Marshall, and George Gregan. And Gavin walked over to me and he said, you know, just throw in maybe Gareth Edwards and you would have the four greatest scrum halves who ever lived. So, you know, he was, I mean, he, he was right up to Lewis was, 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 you know, was the greatest scrum halves who have ever lived. Absolutely. I mean, Hugh, you obviously have had a chance to, to spend some time with him then off the field as well. Is there anything that, that maybe the South African public wouldn't know about yours that perhaps you shared a, a nice candid moment with him off the field, a, a story that maybe wouldn't have made it, you know, through to the public? <laughs> well, um, he was a very good pool player. We went down to the sevens when the international sevens were in George and I was lucky to do enough to draw Eust as a partner and we we were playing pool and Eust cleaned up just about the whole of George. He was very good at that. He had a, a you know, he, he could be quite vociferous in, in some ways. He was commentating at Loftus and the TMO made a call and he jumped out of his chair and went and threatened the TMO. So, you know, he was a lively character, Eust, and, and uh, wouldn't stand back for anybody.